0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 208. I actually don't really live by quotes, to tell you the truth, but I would say that I was encouraged by my parents to be creative, and being creative is is the high point. It's sort of like you're making magic.
1: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts, Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com Hello automotive enthusiasts. Today I am so excited to introduce a very unique and special guest, Herod Blank. Herod, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am, but uh, I don't have a seatbelt. Well, that's okay. I kind of figured you'd come a little different. Our listeners are going to find out more about that in a second. Herod Blank is one of the key figures behind the art car movement in the United States. His website, Art Car Agency, is a place to find the most unusual automobiles ever created. I promise, they are different. He has designed and built several of his own art cars using a hodgepodge of found objects. There's the camera van that has over two thousand seven hundred and fifty cameras on it, ten of which are actually functioning. And then there's the VW bug he calls Oh my God. It's a car that it just has to be seen to be believed. And then there's Pikay Gaio. It's a kind of a spicy thing, interactive VW music mobile. Oh my gosh. Herod has created three documentary films. They've been broadcast on television, Wild Wheels, Driving the Dream, and Automorphosis as well as some books that feature his photography, Wild Wheels, and Art Cars. And he's currently working on a film and a book that has to do with the Burning Man Festival, in addition to creating the Art Car World Museum in Douglas, Arizona. Herod, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, about your career, your interests, and, of course, your passion for making very unique automobiles? Well, we got to
0: go back. We got to go back in time to uh, my childhood, actually, because I didn't grow up uh, in a conventional way. My mother was a ceramist. She did erotic ceramics. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hand-painted with women and armadillos and uh, just very unique ceramics. And then my father, Les Blank, was a filmmaker. He passed away last year. And so I come from a... Uh, art side, a uh, family of artists on both sides. So, art was encouraged in growing up. But when I was six years old, my mother got involved with another man after uh, my father and my mother were separated, and they moved us to a commune in the Santa Cruz Mountains.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And suddenly, I, my entire life changed, and, and we lived in a forest and my role in the commune was to milk the goats at 6 a.m. oh gosh <laughs> and i can tell you that i did i was not fond of that yeah <laughs> uh, but uh growing up in the forest it, it sort of in a sense it kind of put me in my own world because it was just me and and trees and animals and i had to be creative with with uh what to do with my myself mm-hmm. so when i got my first car at 16 years old, it was a white VW Bug, and I got it from uh, a ceramics teacher, a friend of my mother's at the Santa Cruz High School. Mm-hmm. And this vehicle was uh, just embarrassing to me. To you know, it was all white, a VW. It, it it didn't represent me in any shape or form. And that's where it really started for me: is that the car needed to say represent me somehow. So I started painting. A rooster on the driver's door of this car. Okay, <laughs> you would be shocked how at first it was. A lot of people were identifying me by the car. Hey, there's that rooster guy or whatever. Uh-huh. And it, it, I thought it was going to be actually, you know, marking me as being a weirdo or something. But people encouraged me. They liked it. I had an identity, and and I could be recognized by this car. And so I kept painting on this thing and adding things to it. All through high school, and then when I got into college at UC Santa Cruz, the car was so well known, I didn't even have to go through security. They just waved <laughs> me right through. There's Herod. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought it they waved me through. Yep. And so it was, I was very popular in college with this car. I got invited to all the parties, and, and my friends had, you know, knew that, well, this is the party guy. Yeah. going to get invited to everything that's wild and fun, so let's, let's, uh, let's call him up Friday night and ask him what he's doing. Very cool. So uh, and people wanted to even borrow the car because it was uh, so popular. Wow! So that encouraged me to keep keep expressing myself and my identity on the car. Mm-hmm. Once I graduated from college, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. But one thing I had done was having had an art car. A lot of tourists that went to Santa Cruz would see it and go, "Hey, have you heard of the Grass Car? Or have you heard of the Rod Iron VW? You know, in these other parts of the country."
1: Yeah.
0: Now, you mean there's other people out there that do this? <laughs> I've got cousins somewhere. I thought I was a weirdo. I thought I was the only one in the world that did this to their car. Yeah. cool. But it turns out that there were people in pockets all across America that were doing exactly the same thing, expressing themselves. But, yeah. of course, their expression was unique. Yes, absolutely. it only.
1: <laughs> Very well, cool. Then I,
0: became, uh, I became curious about that, and I, I started taking notes and photographing these cars and did a book with uh, Pomegranate Publications. That was a first, uh, no, a calendar. I'm sorry, a calendar in 1991, I believe it was. And that calendar is sort of propelled uh, a follow up book. And then that book convinced me to do a documentary film, Wild Wheels. And that's pretty much the launching pad of, of, of this career, if you can call it a career. <laughs> um, and, and then I did the, uh, the, camera van in 1995, mm-hmm. and then that launched a lot of interest in, in what I was doing, and that propelled me to do another book and another movie, Art Cars and Automorphosis.
1: Wow, yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, the the whole journey, the story, and I know there's a whole much more to it, and we'll talk about some more of it as we move through here, but it is just fantastic how a little VW bug with a, a rooster or a chicken on the side has created this thing that has happened in your life. It's just, it's magnificent. And you are truly, you have to be the most unique guest I've had here on Car Show when it has to do with cars. And it's a testament that uh, cars can be involved in many aspects of our lives in many, many different ways. So it's fantastic. I love it. As we continue on your wild and crazy journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. And this is something that has been instrumental in your life, and help mold you in some way. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning, as if they aren't already turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Herod, take the wheel.
0: I actually don't really live by quotes, to tell you the truth, but I would say that I was encouraged by my parents to be creative and uh, express myself. And Mm -hmm. I would say that that's uh, the backbone uh, for me, is that being creative is, is the high point it is sort of like you're making magic mm-hmm. by being creative and so and i don't care if it's on a car or painting or singing or whatever it is just a form of expression so that's that's where my values are is in expression
1: absolutely absolutely well i usually ask my guests but i think i've already figured this out is how have you incorporated that into your life and obviously you have in a big big way incorporated being creative and expressing yourself in every aspect of your life. I think that's absolutely fantastic. You talked about growing up in a forest, and I'd love to hear a story about that moment in time that instigated your passion for cars, because you are a car guy. You're a very unique car guy, but is there a pivotal moment you can think of in your life that you really knew you were into cars?
0: Yes, yes. In fact... I went through uh, some photographs my mother had collected, and there were pictures of me when I was about four and five, with these wooden cars. And ever ever since I must have been born, I was totally into cars. I guess like most boys are, they play with you know toy cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was uh, the car was a big, big, big deal. And so as I got older, um, you know, obviously I went through the Hot Wheel phase, and I was into into those. But uh, Speed Racer, the Japanese animation, oh, yeah. that had a major effect on me because that was my favorite show. And what that did was it said to me that a car has magical powers that it can it can do things uh, you know that nothing else can, and by the push of a button, it can do all these other things. And so, I've kind of integrated buttons into all of the vehicles that I've created. And these buttons do different things. For example, the first car, I had a button that was painted red, white, and blue, and it was in the center of the rear panel passenger's door of the VW. And it said, with an arrow pointing to it, push me. (laughs) So people would push this button, and the button would engage an endless loop of chickens crowing. (laughs) <laughs> a rooster's crowing, and it would and you couldn't see the speakers and so that was a little gimmick and people actually pushed that button so much that they broke it of course <laughs> And then, uh, in the camera van i had buttons to push for taking pictures and not only the pictures that you know that i would take but there was also pictures that people on they could push on the outside and i guess i was always into interactivity as well i I liked having things that people could do with the car. So, in other words, I didn't have to be with the car to make the magic happen. If they wanted to partake in playing with the car, they could do so and be entertained by this inanimate object. Sure. And sometimes I would just watch it from afar and see people uh, pushing the chicken button and then initially being startled and then laughing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, there's so many pieces of that I love because most cars... You don't want to touch. If it belongs to somebody else, especially exotic cars, collectible cars, classic cars, you did the complete opposite. You wanted that interaction. And I love that because you brought people into your world like so many artists do. It's fantastic. Harrod. what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You are truly an entrepreneur in so many ways. And I love to ask people if they've had a big failure or challenge in their entrepreneurial career, their life. But the most important part of this has to do with how you overcame that and what you learned from it. You know, I always say
0: to a good friend of mine, uh, "We're this close," and I hold my my thumb and forefinger together like a half an inch apart. We're this close, <laughs> and I did this with him for 20 years. We're this close. We're this close. Uh-huh. We're this close, and we never really arrived there, wherever that is, mm-hmm. or maybe I haven't. I don't know it, but. There's been issues along the way with the actual making of an art car where it just didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Like, for example, on the camera van, I wanted to write out Smile in silver Kodak Instamatic cameras and have the background of that be black film canisters. Mm -hmm. And some friends of mine spent, and I spent like three days gluing these Plastic film canisters with silicone around the silver cameras. And a day later, I'm driving around and they started popping off. Uh oh. And I I learned the hard way that silicone doesn't stick to that type of plastic that that makes up those film canisters. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Scrape off all the silicone and then redo it with uh, used black cameras. And, you know, it's trial by error. There's, right. there's no manual for making an art car.
1: I can't imagine there is. <laughs> you know, you
0: have to kind of stumble through this. And then the other thing that uh, happened along the way was I had opportunities that came up, but I didn't really play them right because I didn't – similar to this story, I didn't know – there was no manual to follow for what, what do you do when Jay Leno calls you.
1: You know, <laughs> answer um, the phone.
0: <laughs> you you answer the phone, but that's the wrong answer. <laughs> okay, the wrong answer. The, I thought that was the answer. You just answer the phone and you be yourself, and you you be very honest. And mm-hmm. and it didn't work that way because the way they do it with these big big shows sometimes is they have a pre interviewer who basically tests your your ability to carry on, even if the the host might flounder or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to yeah. make sure you can deliver and <laughs> they had this guy he was Japanese and he called me and I could barely understand a word he said and he was like hi are you Howard Blank and I'd say yeah and, and he'd ask me some questions but his energy was so low and so when I When I came back at him with my story, it would be like, "Yeah, I made the I made the camera van," and so my energy was down. Oh, I see. Of course, it didn't pass their their pre interview process, and they said we've elected not to have you go on the show. Oh no! (laughs) So that was one of the a little baby example. There's been many things like that along the way. I guess the point is, is you know, like the road, you have potholes. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're doing a career that has never been there before, and, and it really is barely a career. Uh, you have a lot of potholes that just happen. And, right. And one of my my songs that I played, I guess you could say this is a quote, an inspirational quote, was uh, Roll With The Punches by MC Young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I would play that after having, like, a blowout on the freeway, and I'd just be, like, all pissed off, and I would just, okay, I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably one of the the things you have to throw in the mix here is
1: is you you can't give up. Exactly. I hear that from so many guests in all different types of businesses, entrepreneurs, and so forth, whether they're racers or artists like yourself or they run businesses, restoration shop, is the perseverance, the tenacity, don't give up. Just press harder, as one of my guests told me. How about aha moments? I'd love to shift gears here and, and go to the other end of the spectrum and have you share a story when you had one of those aha moments with your art cars. Uh, It's one of those times where you went, you know what? This is kind of cool. This is going to work. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success.
0: Well, the, the best aha moment I can give you is the camera van because it really was a dream, a real one. I dreamed that I covered my car with cameras and I drove around and took pictures of people's faces of astonishment. The reason I had that dream was because it was a solution to a problem, and the problem was that my parents, both of them, were like, Harold, you're getting too old for this art car stuff. It's time to grow up. I mean, why do you keep doing this? You're not going to make any money doing this. I mean, why? Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to show them was the why is the audience, the, the expressions on their faces, the bewilderment, the joy, the childhood amazement at seeing something new, mm-hmm. almost as if I was an alien in a spaceship that had just landed on Earth. <laughs> and, and and those were the images I saw in that dream. Wow! Well, after that dream, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I made a diagram of the vehicle and scribbled some cameras on it. And then, about, I don't know, after having coffee the next morning, I thought about it, I was like, God, that was a weird dream. And then it dawned on me, if I did that in reality, it would be unbelievable. Yeah. And I started to think, well, what would I have to do to do this? And I started to put it together. And and my aha moment was when I actually had the camera van completed in 1995. And I did a test run. And I ran the 10 cameras with the shutter buttons that are next to my uh driver It was a steering wheel to the mm-hmm. right, and I could operate the different cameras. I could see a possibility of a shot in the monitor that 's on the engine cover and I took these pictures and it it worked. It was exactly what I saw in my dream it was It was phenomenal
1: <laughs> it's so cool. I had a guest on who's a painter, an artist, his name's Scott Jacobs, and he had a similar story with his parents he had, He struggled with parents that were very challenging. Pretty much told him he could not have a career in art. He was never going to make anything of himself. And that is what drove him to be a success. He wanted to show them that he could do it. And by golly, he's done it. He's a very successful artist down in Carlsbad. You know, I always like to ask my guests about a proudest moment. Would you say that camera van is your proudest moment? Or is there another one you can share with us that stands out? I think the proudest moment early on, because the camera van came
0: kind of in the middle of of my career I guess you could say the earlier one was when Wild Wheels was broadcast as a national PBS special in 1993 mm. and this movie that I had created suddenly appeared on TV and watching it I knew millions of people were watching it at the same time and it just gave me chills and then then I saw the Chrysler commercials <laughs> 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 oh gosh, yeah. yeah. It was. Oh no, that was a National Geographic screening. I'm sorry, that was driving the dream. Okay, the Chrysler commercial. The entire show is sponsored by Chrysler, and that was that was amazing. But the PBS one was was when I just realized that something that I had created was reaching that many people, and it was. Oh yeah, that's that's the pinnacle. I mean, you just, I, for yep. me, that was just something else.
1: Let's have a little bit of fun here. I'd love for you to share, and you've already told us about your first car, but I'd love for you to share your first really special car. And tell us a memory that you have with that vehicle. Does it have to be an art car? No, it could be anything. Just it's something that was really special to you. For some people, it's something that they had aspired to have their whole life. For some people, it's something very simple, but it has some meaning because maybe it belonged to a family member. For you, it could be something different.
0: I'd have to say that one of the earlier memories I have of, of a, like a cool car type of thing was my mother had this red MGTD. Oh, nice. And I'm not sure what year it was, but it was, it was an older MG, MGTD, earlier year, mm-hmm. red, and she had long blonde hair. And I just remember her putting us in the way back of that MGTD, me and my brother. We were like, I don't know, five and six, and driving down Topanga Canyon to the beach. And her long blonde hair would be blowing in the wind, and it was just—it was just like just sheer beauty. The whole—the whole moment with just—and the <laughs> smells of Topanga Canyon that differ, you know, as you go down through the canyon, and 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 the MGTD with the top down, you know, it's just like wow. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, so that was one. And then my my mother later got a nineteen seventy yellow Mustang, and uh, I like that car. But uh, if you want to get into the art car part of this, I would have to say the Mad Cad, which is a 1965 Cadillac Coupe de Ville completely covered with thousands of beads and pink flamingos that are beaded and ducks that are beaded that have little baby shoes and and just a really wild decorative (laughs) vehicle created by Larry Fuente. Which was in my first film and book, and uh, it's just a an, a sheer monument of of uh, a man's work. I bet. And and the, he chose the Cadillac because it was a symbol of of American opulence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he took that American opulence and he pushed it by covering it with jewels. Yeah. You know, so that's and uh, you know that's kind of what I did with the cameravan. van. I took a symbol of the car, which is really powerful, and the symbol of the camera which is really powerful. And I melded them.
1: Right. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we share something because when I was about five or six, my dad had an MGTC. Ah. And I remember sitting in that little platform, same as the in the TD behind my mom and dad. And how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've owned that you let go that you really wish you could have back?
0: Well, I did sell my third art car to Ripley's, believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to do it, but I needed the money to uh, replace part of the roof on the art car museum that we're building down in Douglas, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I let it go. And, you know, I went to the Orlando um, Museum for Ripley's. And I think it's still there on the display, but uh, they they had an issue with the people beating it to death and breaking the musical instruments and having to replace it. And they're like, Harrod, Harrod, this is too much work for us.
1: Oh, is that the Pico de Gallo? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Very cool. I'll yeah. tell you, you've got some of the most unique answers to my questions I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be a lot of fun. Is there a current project that you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up?
0: Well, it's the Burning Man film that I've been working on for 22 years. Oh, my gosh. In which I followed the, well, my art car was the second one ever there. I followed the metamorphosis of, of the whole movement of art cars at Burning Man mm-hmm. to the point now where it's got over 600, what do they call, mutant vehicle entries. Yeah. Mutant vehicles are not art cars. They're, they don't have a, they, they're not licensed and insured and registered and all that. But they push the envelope of what a car can be to such a degree that uh, they're totally awe-inspiring and it's really hard to imagine some of these things that are out there.
1: Right, yeah. I've, if any of our listeners aren't familiar with what Burning Man is or they haven't, just go onto YouTube and put type in Burning Man and watch a video or two or three. There's hundreds of them out there now, and uh, you'd just be amazed at some of the creations that are being done there. Not only vehicles, but fixed fixtures and installations and things. It's uh, it's hard to imagine. Now, I can't wait for your answer to this one, Herod. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be, and why?
0: Well, I wouldn't be any kind of car that's recognizable. I'll
1: tell you that. <laughs> I kind of figured that.
0: I would be a, a hodgepodge of. The best parts of cars and fantasies and dreams and otherworldliness.
1: <laughs> that leaves a lot to the imagination. i would probably be some sort of futuristic
0: blend that could a hybrid that could also do other things. Like I just saw some piece on the car that could fly recently, mm-hmm. um, and that's so, you know sort of going in the direction. Something that can that can do more than a normal car can do. But then also be expressive of something, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we all can only imagine. And maybe that's a, a project for you to work on next is the Herod car. So <laughs> I look forward to that one. We're about to enter the last lap. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsor and Cars Yacht guest, Dwight Knowlton. Carpe VM Seize the road. It's the motto at CarpeGear.com. Where you'll find The Little Red Racing Car, an award winning book written and illustrated by passionate car guy Dwight Knowlton. It's a spectacular way to introduce children to the love of cars. It's an inspirational award winner, and Yahoo Autos calls it the best kids' car book ever. Plus, it's printed in the USA. I may be an adult, but this kid loves The Little Red Racing Car. Dwight is finishing a second book in collaboration with Sir Sterling Moss about the story of his record breaking win of the 1955 Mille Miglia. Check out Dwight's Carpe Viem brand where you can find his book, shirts, and more that embrace his seize the road philosophy. Enjoy Carpe Viem at CarpeGear.com and be sure to sign up for his newsletter while you're there. That's CarpeGear.com C-A-R-P-E-Gear.com All right, Herod, we're back and we're entering the last lap and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions And ask you to give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yep. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well,
0: I I don't know what I've received, but I'll give you some advice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you want to make an art car, the first thing you need to do is look at that car as a canvas. Okay. Okay. Nothing more. Just look at it as a canvas, and then the possibilities are endless. If you look at the car as the car it is, like let's just say a Mustang, and, and you really value that Mustang, you're not going to touch it. Right. You're not going to be liberated. You're going to actually be refraining from doing anything. Yes. So to, to let go, you have to look at your car not as a car
1: but as a canvas for what it can be. There you go. Love it would you share one of your personal habits with us that you believe has contributed to your success
0: oh personal habit yeah uh that contributed my success um gee that's a that's uh i would i would say it's um running on all cylinders
1: <laughs> pedal to the metal keep the revs up
0: as they, they say yeah I'm a hyper guy and so I'm always moving and shaking and, yep.
1: and uh, no, yeah no rest I love it. Yep. Do you have a resource that you would like to share with our listeners that you're fond of? I know there's so many these days, especially if you're out there on the World Wide Web. But is there one in particular you think our listeners would enjoy? Uh,
0: well, for seeing images, I would go to the com, And I mean, for the art car realm of this, Google Images, believe it or not. I, I hate to say it, but you just put in art car, mutant vehicle or what have you. You can even specify what type of art car, and you'll come up with so many images now. Yeah. Um, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great resource. Yeah. How about a book? Is there one in particular you think the Cars ya listeners should look at? <laughs> my own book. Your own book. <laughs> I, I, I
0: hate to uh, pump my own book, but I, I kind of have to because if you want to – there's really not that much on art cars right. out there. So the book is called Art Cars. I updated it in 2012. It does have a how-to section, what kind of uh, paint to use, what kind of glue to use, how to see your car as a canvas, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then there's lots of examples of other art cars you can look at that you can use for food for thought.
1: Very cool. Well, listeners, you can find these links at carsyad.com slash Harrod Blank. do you have any interesting hobbies outside of this wild and wacky passion for art cars? Well, I am building an
0: art car museum in Douglas, Arizona, called Art Car World. And I'm going to be utilizing the car in the design of it. So just to give you an example, um, one of the ideas I have is to make planter boxes out of headlights that circle the palm trees. And during a premiere event, I can flick a switch and light up the whole place with these headlights. Cool and walls made out of car parts integrated with uh, cubby holes with more car uh... emblems and things like that and 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 mosaics i really want to get into mosaics but not just limited to tile mosaics with everything a hodgepodge of objects that will stand the test of time i think that's the key with this with the art thing is it has to last it can't just be on a car like baseball cards they'll fade in six months and you're done Right. Yeah. You know, it has to be something more permanent than that, uh, and that's, that's a challenge.
1: I'll bet. Well, it sounds like it's going to be amazing, absolutely amazing. So, Herod, up next is what I call the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could have only one collector car, and I'll put slash art car, if you'd like to include that into this question, in your garage, and money's no object, could be any vehicle in the world you'd like to have, what would that one vehicle be and why?
0: Well, it would be a, it would be just a canvas actually, and uh, I, you know I might go with a Lexus type thing um, just to get the the quality uh, for the base, mm-hmm. and then I'd have to, you know, of course I'd be changing the the shape and the looks of it, but I want a car that can run good and doesn't need a lot of maintenance and it's not going to break down on the highway in the middle of nowhere, and it gets good gas mileage and it um and it has good pickup, so I know that's a challenge, but those are the things that I want to look for in in my canvas and then the other thing that's nice about the older cars is that they had really good metal
1: mm-hmm. so
0: that you could screw into it and add things to it. Ah. the newer cars that have this hybrid plastic crap. You know, I don't even know if the screw will hold in it for very long, and you know, like the bumper material, I'm thinking of, right? um, Because I think they're doing the whole cars with that stuff now.
1: Some of them, yes.
0: Yeah, so um, I don't think those are going to work for me. Uh, So it might it might have to be an older. An older vehicle or, or a newer one that has good metal, I think.
1: <laughs> well, again, a very unique answer to my question, <laughs> for sure. But Harrod's yeah, looking for a canvas that he can then create the next car on. I love that. Herod. I knew you were going to take me on a great ride today. And I've really enjoyed talking with you. This has been very, very unique and awe-inspiring. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars you listeners with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that art car? Mm, I would say uh, keep dreaming and then do it. Keep dreaming and do it. I love that. What is the best way for our listeners to learn more about these art cars and what you're doing? Well, there's a variety of
0: sites. I'd go to artcaragency.com. I'd check out artcarworld.org, cameravan.com, and there is the Houston Art Car Parade, uh, which is the biggest art car parade in the country. Um, and you can you can look up um, art car events in Google, and you'll come up with a ton of things. Um, and of course, Burning Man. I think Burning Man is really is set the bar high for the futuristic art cars to come.
1: Listeners, you can again find links to everything that Herod has shared with us today at CarsYad.com. Just put Herod H A R R O D. Into the search box, and his show notes page will pop up, and you can see an example of his art car there, and a picture, and then of course link onto his website, and you'll see all sorts of cars you cannot even imagine exist in the world today. Herod, thank you for being so generous with your time and expertise, and for sharing your experiences and your very wonderful, uh, colorful life with me. It's been fantastic. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Hey, thanks a lot. You're welcome.